some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. process podcast episode 202 it's still weird to say 200 202 Just like leading in with 300 the... bro 669 yeah, i'm waiting for that day I'm waiting for 269 to be honest you know on the daily talk show the first episode that i listened to was episode 269 wow fun little fact for you which was like two episodes before um they mentioned the squeegees for the very first time wow i know fucking mind-blowing totally totally mind-blowing um we're gonna i'm just gonna jump oh brief uh closing the loop on the rolls royce boat tail thing from yesterday 28 million dollars 28 guess who owns it yeah jay-z and beyonce They were the ones that commissioned that. I wonder. Bizarre. Like how. Like they don't go to them. They don't go to Rolls Royce and say. Build us a a special one off car. For 28 millions. 28 million specifically. No, I think the I think the twenty eight million dollars is simply a fact that it took like four years to develop. But but then it's like, did they pay twenty eight million dollars for that car, or did Rolls Royce make it for them, and that is the it's price valued. tag they decided? Yeah, they valued it at that much, but then actually, they, it's probably valued it. at that due to the time that goes into it the materials that goes into it the r&d that goes into it yeah as well they've got like there's clock features in it too like there's a in the back and everything there's like an analog clock thing that thing alone probably eats up i was about to say a good chunk of it but in the grand scheme of things two hundred thousand dollars isn't necessarily a huge chunk out of 28 million not very little chunk i wouldn't it'd be funny if they didn't pay a single penny it was just like it's good for I imagine both parties. They would, I don't think it would have been twenty eight million. I mean, too fair. Jay Z is a billionaire, so yeah. I think there's there's they're paying along the way for sure. Like oh, like okay, we need a we need a bit more money to do this part of the project. Like it's a business, and I mean Jay Z and Beyonce are business people. I would like to think Jay Z, yeah, both are both definitely like they're entertainers, they're musicians, celebrities, activists. Well, especially Jay Z, because like he didn't become a billionaire from rapping. Strictly, it was like he became more of a producer role. Hmm. True. And that's what made him a lot of the money. So he's more behind the scenes. So it is more business stuff. I I did see Frank Stephenson has a video out today about him. Yeah, that's what that's the one it. that I watched earlier. Oh, is that what you like, watched? Ooh. I haven't I haven't yeah. watched it. That's how I got. What did you think of it? Because I'm not. I, I mean, I'm not crazy about it. It's very flashy but it's not really my thing i don't think it looks particularly it's not great. my thing either i wouldn't i would love to drive it you know like down the road i don't even but want, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to drive it i don't think i'm no? scared I'd, I'd want to drive it for the experience like at the worst case scenario what happens it gets a little dirty it probably drives just like every other Rolls Royce, to be honest that's that's the thing um i don't know i thought that some of his criticism on it was pretty fair I don't fully understand like the thought process behind looking at it and then coming up with criticism for that. Like, I think that takes a whole boatload of understanding that is brought on by a career of having like a 25 plus year career in the industry. Whereas we would look at it and we're like, yeah, it looks fine. But he, he brings it back to like the whole boat thing with that taper line that comes from the front and goes all the way down to the back. And he was, I think he says something to the effect of the fact that the back is a bit short. It looks like it's been pinched because the taper line seems a bit forced in like the later half of a car. Right, it's like dramatic, drops too dramatically too quickly. Drops too dramatically, that. exactly. Mm-hmm. And in seeing that, and in seeing an example of what 
in his opinion is successful versus seeing why he doesn't believe it's successful on the boat tail. I'm like, okay, I can understand that. A lot of it though, I'm like, I, I don't, I know what you're saying, but I can't intellectually apply it mm. to the design because I don't have that inherent background, you know? Right. It's like, uh, it's like when I would take pictures when I was in Australia, Josh would come up and critique some of the photos if I was editing them at work one day. Yeah. And most of it is stuff that I haven't thought about or wouldn't think about and didn't think about because I simply wasn't aware of it. Like early rules of composition or lighting or um, like what's the focal point of an image. I would just walk around and just... Snapping shots. Snap whatever. Yeah. You know, which was great because I ended up with like 4,000 pictures in that trip. But then, like, the photo, a photo that I thought was good, Josh would look at and say, like, well, if you can, if you have an image that's a bit less this and more this, whatever that is, it might make a bit more sense. I'm like, well, that's pretty true. So that's, it's that kind of, to that kind of an effect. Some of the Mm -hmm. stuff he was talking about, I'm like, I got nothing. I got no idea. The simplicity of it, though, of the of the physical form, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, kind of typical of Rolls Royce. Like, none of their cars are really complex. No, they're all very simple. They all like it. It's, I I see some of them and I'm like, it almost borderline like looks old. Like it almost looks does, dated, it? um, because it's so simple and like very boxy. And like, haven't gone through the route that every other company has gone, where it's like modern we need more angles more intakes more leds more you know lines and aggressiveness going, isn't it i mean everyone is to be honest and then rolls royce is like ah, like this is still like simple mm-hmm. and it's almost like it bridges that like it really it's like close that line where it's like is it look does it look dated but it also looks good it's like i think which may be on purpose it's that classic look you know you see one of those and you're like yeah man that's like you know, obviously, it's not meant to go around settling lap times. That is like, you want to turn up to the red carpet in that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it just looks the part. There's a guy who lives on my street up in Barrie here. who has an old BMW. I have no idea what model it is. I'll try and take a peek next yeah. time I walk past his garage or if I see it out on the road. But I see him almost probably every other day driving around. And this thing's old, like mm-hmm. old, old. And I have no idea what it is, but I'll, I'll, even if I can take a picture, I'm sure that you'll be able to, uh, to identify. Probably. It, so. I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's like an eighties five series. Um, I'm going to Google what an eighties five series looks like. And I will tell you, <laughs> um, 1980s in the dark. BMW five series. Yeah. No. Um, I might actually be able to Google this. I think it's from my interpretation. I'm going to say it's older. Older than that. Yeah. Is it a two door, four door, two door, two door, Hmm. um, BMW cars, old two door. I mean, if you're going older than that, like one of the rarest big money BMWs is the BMW. 2002. 202? Oh, 2002. 2002. 2002. Um, I think that's older. Ooh. Yeah, no, it's not that one. Big money. Okay. Maybe it's not a BMW. No, it totally is. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not going to be able to guess if it's not a BMW. I've grown to appreciate the... Oh, wait. Uh, maybe it is. I don't actually know. Get a picture of it if you can. And we'll, I'll get a we'll, picture of we'll it for sure. We'll figure it out. We'll shock homes it. Do some fucking science shit. Yeah. Figure it out. Um, but no, I, I did want to talk about, we, you started, you mentioned this. We won't give too much context to how that came up in the, in the first place. Um, but there was a video from the future that came out two days ago now called Planning a Personal Website semicolon does my portfolio matter 
It was like a 20 minute video. Oh, I have that in my watch later, but I haven't watched it yet. Just, it's fantastic. It's, it's fucking incredible. It's a fantastic video. You have to watch it. I think I put um, it. And it's Ben Burns is kind of the focal point of this video. And he's talking okay. about going I do back remember, and um, Oh, I just opened up YouTube and I see on the most recent Steve O. Steve O's Wild Ride, the podcast he has his dad on. Oh, man. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. Um, no, I think I remember going on YouTube and seeing it, and it was it was um, getting ready to premiere on YouTube. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll, I'll throw. Maybe I didn't. Okay. Let me add that right now. When we're done this episode, I would go and watch it because it perfectly um, segues into what we were talking about before the podcast basically the gist was someone had called you to give you feedback and they they were like oh like it's like we we we, we want to see that you didn't do this and that and it's not a reflection of you personally but it's like we but we want to see like say what goes on outside of your monday to friday eight nine to five mm-hmm. type thing like we want to see that you do stuff and you were telling me and i was like well I was like, I mentioned that to you. I told you that I did stuff. And yeah. I've had the same thing where I've I've told people that I've been interviewing with, like, yeah, I do this and I do that. And my friends and I do this. And I like doing this on weekends. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do this instead. And whatever, air quotes, this is, is relatively ambiguous and can effectively be whatever you want. But in saying that now, I'm kind of realizing that anyone can effectively say whatever. But it's showing it. On a portfolio or a website or whatever the fuck. Exactly. Yeah. It's showing it, showing what you do in your downtime and what are these things that you enjoy in your time off. Showing it is a hard thing, you know? Yeah, and like, well, yeah, like what we were saying, right? It's it's tough to throw it into a, a portfolio or at least a portfolio in a more traditional sense. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I hear the word, I literally think like what, we were taught to make where ultimately when we were first taught it was designed to print it out to have Mm -hmm. a physical portfolio right and it's okay you have your cover your front cover then you have like a page or two like you might throw your resume kind of information in there as a page a little introduction to yourself a table of Mm -hmm. contents then you go through your four to six projects um and then maybe throw something in that you know whether it's sketches or other random projects that aren't like complete or totally complete and then a thank you page and like more contact mm-hmm. or whatever and trying to think well okay how do i take this hobby or whatever i like to do in my own time and throw it in yeah. because again time and time again like we were always told like okay well you can't have them that long portfolio no. can't be that big because no one's gonna like Already, people don't want to read them or look through them. People are like, "Yeah, three megabytes is a bit is a bit excessive if you're gonna yeah. send something in." So maybe like try one and a half. Yeah, they might see one cool project and be like, "Okay," and then maybe go to the second one, don't make it through the second one, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's like adding even more to it, not gonna help. They might not probably won't even get there. Yeah, and again, it's like go back to all these like professionals you hear where it's like you know, um. Oh, which one was I listening to uh, the other day when it was like the classic line of your portfolios only as good as your worst page. Yeah. I remember listening to that episode. That was crown, from um, crown unfiltered. Yeah. Was it Paul house? McLaren? I think so. I'm pretty sure it, it is. Was Paul him, house. Right. And you, you know, it's, you know, it definitely was him. Right. So it's like, well, do I need to put like all these unfinished like things I do on the side in there? Does it make sense to put in this type of portfolio? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately maybe not. So mm-hmm. then it's like, well, I'm taking that out. You're take you're stripping it down to bare minimum what you need in there, but then you still want to show it. And like you said, like saying it is one thing, but like, how do you show it? And mm-hmm. And now today, like if, if you were to throw in how you like making videos, or going out with a drone. Mm-hmm. How do you show that other than just still images in a portfolio? Yeah. If it was a physical traditional portfolio, you'd have to put images of like, here's a still frame images of me outside flying my drone. Yeah. But you can't put and a that's, video. That's clip what the caption a, says too. 
Yeah, but you can't you can't put a video clip in the traditional portfolio that you print no. out. And in nope. a digital one, you imagine trying to get that under three megabytes? Forget it. It's not. Gonna it's going to be looking at it like one forty four p. Like you might as well like watch it through a sock or something. Like it's not going to work, right? <laughs> Why like, was sock the first thing that came to your I mind? I don't know. I I was just thinking of mesh, and like for some reason the word sock came to mind. I mean, you could have said mesh. I could have said <laughs> yes. Understandable but, though. Whatever sock. I appreciate it. So then that's why like. You know, that's what I was saying to you. Like, I like my website. Now, again, the content I'm not crazy about because I haven't done that much. But it's a whole different discussion. But it's the layout, the the intent I tried to start or that I had going into it was, I think, is good. Where it's, okay, have my work that I would have in my portfolio there, right there. Mm-hmm. Go to the website. It's right there. You don't have to go to other links and pages to find it. It's right there. And then in the other tabs on the website, you have areas for those hobbies or what other things you like to do so for me i have a graphics tab and i have like the posters i've done Mm -hmm. and the process tab for all the podcast stuff so now they can see what other stuff i'm i'm doing and i i like that a lot that Mm -hmm. you know that's why i'm going to be interested to to watch that video actually because and again i didn't come up with that idea (laughs) portfolio website i'm not genius like that i i watched I think when I was watching one of Kel Lauren's videos and she was doing like a how to make like a quick portfolio website or something where she was doing like a website yeah. for one of her like kind of made up brands as like an exercise or a video. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about that of like a portfolio being like, well, here's your work right there and having it as a website. Now no one has to upload or download anything. Yeah. There's no restriction. There's no worry about like, God, I got to make sure I export this small enough to send, but like good enough quality that doesn't look like shit when someone looks at it. Yeah. I'm not going to spend eight hours on a sick render and then people open it up and it's fuzzy. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it defeats the purpose. So the website solves that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and again, it fixes that problem. Like, well, how do you throw in the side shit? The other stuff you'd like to do. I mean, yeah, you can always link like, like I've done, like I'm Behance and Instagram and stuff like that too. So it's, but you're then yeah. you're then relying on those people to go and click those links. Exactly. Not everyone's gonna bother doing that. So no. that's why I still have like the tabs on the website. I think are good because it's like, well, you know, shit's there that I'm. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that too. Like working. when way back in November, when I <clears throat> oh wow. Excuse me. Oh, throat's gone. Just completely lost my throat there. Um, we're good though. Way back when I applied to the industrial designer position at BRP, mm-hmm. I'd applied to that since like the beginning of the summer. Since like since fucking school finished, got nothing. Right. Never called in for an interview. The moment that I apply, and they've got the they've got a strict thing in the application window where it's like you're. Your file can be three megabytes max. And when they say three megabytes, they really mean like 2.75. Yeah, exactly. Because because I'd uploaded something that's like 2.83 and it's like, oh, it's too big. I'm like, but wow. But no. But 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 why? Yeah. So finally dumbed this document down. And I'm like, there's I know that was my portfolio. That was like my 32, 33 page portfolio. Right. I'm like, there's no and I'm looking through the stuff. I'm like, the images look fucking shit. They look garbage. There's no way that I'm going to put this in and get an interview. Like I'm wasting my time at that point. Right. So what I did was I cheated the system, kept the high quality version, like the 10, 15 megabyte version of the portfolio on my website as a PDF, get a link for that, embed the link into an image of the portfolio cover page. And after my resume had like a second page, like, this is me. Check out my portfolio here. And when you embed the link into the PDF, all the person has to go and do is click on that. It takes right to it. And boom, they get yeah. taken right there. It worked. Smart idea. Because I got the interview. Didn't get the job, obviously. But, oh, we got a bit of glare action going on. <laughs> Didn't get the job. Yeah. But I got the interview, and that's the important point. Right. Because they clicked through that document. You know? Yeah. 
Well, it's just, again, it's... And the, you could see a high-quality thing. You can see images that aren't fuzzy, text yeah. that isn't fuzzy, shit that looks good. Yeah. And the rest of the website is there. Exactly. And that's why it's like, other well, thing. instead of, even if you sent them a portfolio, you send the PDF, they have to click on it, they have to open it up, click on it, takes it to PDF, Adobe, whatever, Acrobat. They're looking at it, could look shit, whatever. With this, it's like, just click one link and mm-hmm. it goes right to the website. And if you have the work on the home page or the link goes right to that certain page, they don't have to click on anything else to find it. No more steps. There's right yeah. there. And then everything's at high quality and boom, right? Like they can check everything mm-hmm. out. And then again, like you said, your other stuff's on there. So now if they see, they're looking yeah. at your work and then they're like, well, what are those other guy does? And then they see little tabs as process podcast. Huh? And they just have to click on it, just have a look, you know? It's, yeah. I don't know, I, I think it's much better. It is much better. The fact that it's better is not to debate. Like, there, there's no there's no point debating it. It, it is better it has to be. because it's that much easier. Yeah. The challenging thing is how do you show what you do outside of work? Yeah. Or in, outside of work that you're paid for? You know, and what is that? I used yeah. to think, I used to think like, oh, I do, I do quite a bit of stuff outside of work. Mm-hmm. And this was like back in like the early days of like when I was working at Spartac, like just as the podcast had started and I felt great, like, oh, we got this podcast thing and we got this going and it's great. And then I sat down one day on a weekend and I'm like, okay, what do I do? What do I do like outside of work so I can like put it on my website as like extra stuff? <laughs> I think something's trying to crawl in the window. God, terrifying. Oh, it's outside. It's outside. Oh, I'll say I just... So I'm, I'm, do, I'm sitting there and I'm like writing stuff down. I'm like, there's... I've got like two things. It was the <laughs> podcast and then like painting. Right. And I hadn't done a painting in like two months at that point. Like I don't even feel genuine putting that down. Mm. And that was like when it was... When sketching was difficult and like it was just hard to right. do. Yeah. I think that whole September, October, early November period was, that was like the infancy stages of the podcast, but it was also like the, probably the least motivated creatively Mm. felt in a long time, I think. And it was like from mid-November into December where I was like, it felt felt like a bit of a lacking of creativity, even though we were still doing this and doing the podcast. This was like, this was like uh, like getting put on a ventilator to keep the to keep a person alive and hope that they can make it through, and then eventually, we made it through. And I've kind of only realized that in retrospect, like looking back at yeah. it. Um, but again, like showing what you do outside of work, it's you know? it's tough. I mean, and it's easy to show like three like to use you as an example with posters. It's easy to show three posters. But it's hard to say, like, okay, is this something that he does, like, regularly? Is this something he's genuinely super interested in because yeah. he's done, like, fucking 10,000 of them? Or is this something that he tried and needed to fill up space? So he's like, oh, I'll put these on the website. Yeah. I mean, you know? there is that as well. I, I think it goes back to one of the, uh, I think, the most recent kind of filtered episode with the Octon guy. And he was mm. saying, right, like that whole Instagram account, like that. I think that's what made him really blow up. And he started yeah, getting so. job offers from Instagram to do that type wow. of stuff, right? And like, it's a common theme across a lot of the episodes where the guys say, you know, they were designers and then they do something on this on for fun on their own time, being like, well, you know, all day at work they're like have the the restrictions of the brand and you know, mm-hmm. the world <laughs> reality and having to abide by those laws of physics and, and, and budgets and all that. So they go home like, well, I'm going to design a car that like doesn't have to follow anything. I'll just make my own rules. Right. And then they love doing that. And then actually, you know, someone on Instagram like Ogden goes like, dude, that is, this is so cool. So he keeps going crazier mm-hmm. and crazier. And then I think he was the one who's saying that like, when you do something that's like that you're passionate about 
passionate about like that that like attracts other people that are that share that passion right and when mm-hmm. someone's truly passionate about something like that you you notice it you it's can t- people easy can to tell identify. it's a weird thing that like people people aren't that dumb it's that authenticity Pe- thing that yeah, we talked people about notice many episodes ago doesn't matter how dumb the person is you notice that you can feel that it's real not just fake Right. And regardless mm-hmm. of he's done three posts or 3000 posts, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can, I think tell. three posts is a bit, is still a bit testy. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to push back maybe, on but I then I would push back again and say, well, like, isn't there something, I don't know, in my opinion, if I saw someone that like did lots of things, but you know, did, did a few things, but only for a short amount of time, it's like, Oh, he hasn't really, hasn't really done much about that or he much about that. It. But it's to me is I see someone who's tried things but didn't work out or didn't decide they were passionate about, but kept going trying to find new things. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's that's three posts about one thing versus say three posts or three three pieces in general. You know. Yeah, but I see that, and that's a kind of a. I think that's cool in in a different way. Where it's like the guy doesn't mm-hmm. want to do the same thing or has done it and realized, I'm fucking sick of posters. I'm going to do something else. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. He's doing something else. He's not He's not just doing these these three posters, puts them up on Instagram once every five days for 15 days, and then it's like, oh, I'm not going to do these anymore, but then doesn't do anything else. That's the, I guess, that's the yeah. downside of it. Uh, I guess, yeah, but... I- yeah, I guess it's tough showing that, but with some things like that too, people learn stuff from from doing that. Then, then it's you, good to explore. You, apply you need to explore to other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like with me, like already just messing around with posters. Now I'm like understanding more graphic design type stuff, mm-hmm. and now I can apply that to, you know, stuff we do for the podcast on Instagram, or That's if I true. need a layout for a portfolio again, or um, or just say when I do or a layout for a project. <laughs> I don't I'm not a graphic design master by any you know not not even close but like now when I lay out a project I don't feel like like we a lot of us did in school we're like fuck like the now layout what? sucks I don't even know do I don't even know how to make it look good. Mm-hmm. And now I don't feel as concerned. That's why Seb struggled so yeah. much with his portfolio, and, and, right? And he openly admits it. He openly admits it, right? The graphics thing isn't in his strong suit. And you'd worry about that. And that sometimes can kind of kill the presentation part mm. of a project, which therefore is like can kill the whole project. Yeah. If you don't know how to present and now I, f- whether that's verbally or yeah, visually, just from me being into posters and into more graphic stuff and looking at that and trying it and like, you know, looking, copying from other people and, and simplifying layouts to thumbnails and understanding kind of a little bit more of, the hierarchy and the the proportion and balance and all that shit. Now I'm like, I feel more confident when I need to come up with a layout. I'm like, okay, well, I can do something pretty quickly that's going to be pretty solid. That looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I I don't feel scared about like, man, I don't know how to, I don't know how to make it look good. I'm worrying, you know, but I don't know, you know. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, well, maybe I don't know right away, but I know how to like, I I know I can figure it out. You know how to get there. Just from exploring that. But it's like mm. tough. It's like, oh, how do you show like, OK, well, you know, I learned you, this is something you'd have to explain in an interview or something where it's like, look, I just from doing this on my own time, I've learned this valuable skill that now I'm putting into all of my other shit. That's true. And it's I would reframe I would reframe the thinking on it, though, as opposed to explaining it in an interview, pitch it so that someone sees this stuff and someone reads this. And this is what this is a learning from offsite. It's like the point of the portfolio isn't the point of your portfolio and your work in general isn't to get you a job. It's to get you an interview. Right. Right. Because largely they're interviewing, say, 15, 20 people that all have the same or a comparable skill set. They can all do the same thing. Like if you were to take an average of points across the board, they're probably all going to line up relatively consistently like if you were to put that on put their value on a scatter plot graph they're probably all gonna there's gonna be a, a line of consistency it's the personality 
between each one that makes a difference, right? right? And that's ultimately why people hire specific people that they do is because they enjoy the personality or they enjoy like who this person is as a human being, not necessarily just as a worker, but it's then making your work and your, the story that you're telling when you're not there attractive and enticing enough that they want to know more. Yeah. I I find it, it's kind of strange. Like in the interview and lady was asked me, you know, that question like what else do you like to do mm-hmm. i didn't even said it was like i don't know, i hope it's <laughs> I sound a bit lame here but like you know i want to be nothing i want to have a career in the design industry that's what i'm passionate about and honestly that's what i do on my own time mm-hmm. right like i like doing creative like whether it's art or designing random shit or posters or things like that mm-hmm. right and i'm like man is that like a disadvantage because i'm not fucking playing hockey or doing this kind of thing yeah. on my own time i'm like most people say oh you know yeah i'm in design industry but on my own time i surf whoa that's so wow that's like polar opposites wow that's crazy like yeah and i'm like well i don't do anything like that but because that's not what i fucking care about See, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up a bit of a real life example right. around the surfing thing. You remember when Adam Shepherdly came to talk to us? Yeah. Yeah. He's big into fucking surfing. Yeah. Um, he's big into yeah. surfing, huge into surfing, but he flips that around and makes his own design brand called like Narwhal. I'm pretty sure it's yeah, called for... where it's indoor hooks yeah. for hanging your boards on your wall. Cause I, if I had a surfboard. And I had a, if I had a dope surfboard, I would want to hang that fucking thing on the wall. Cause it's like, it's a piece of 100%, art. Yeah. But it's like reframing the, yes, I'm a designer. I also have a life outside of it. Part of that life involves surfing, but I'm also going to do a quick 180 on you and spin it back and bring my interest and passion for surfing back into design. This is Narwhal. This is what I do. Yeah. And that's easy to show on a website, right? Because it's a product. It's a series of products that you can showcase. Right. And I don't know how we can do the same thing. It's not like I can well, go exactly. out and that's the design, a, design a new bike or something like that. Or you can go and design a new car. Well, it's the thing. It's like I would say, well, outside, you cars could. is like you t- We totally passion. could. Right? Yeah. I mean, this is another thing too. Um, for context, I didn't say it was like I finally got a call today, back from a job I applied for, and it was a no. But the person was really nice and gave me actually gave me feedback, which, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's just because it's my first real professional interview with a job that isn't like kind of a more regular everyday job. So maybe this is what it's like when you said you know professional jobs and they take you out for lunch on the first day, and that seems like a professional thing that just happens. Yeah, it's like a standard. Like, James I have did it. James got me a nice sandwich. Yeah, it's like I haven't experienced that because I haven't had like one of those whatever corporate more. The best thing is that they pay. So if they ask you what you want, you can say whatever. And they're like, Ben, you re- you really eat a lot. And then they're like, are you fat shaming me? See, I, I'm, the way I'm brought up, I wouldn't the way I'm that, brought though. up is like, man, if someone else is paying, you don't order a lot of shit. No, you don't. You don't order the expensive thing. Um, Do you default to like the mid-tier option? Mid-tier, or, I think, is the safest option. I always option. ask... I always ask them, I said, well, what's your favorite on the menu? And then if they say something that's like mid to high on the menu. I really like the 34-ounce steak. Oh, actually, that's a good call. I'll take two. No, I. You know what? I'll give that a shot, I think mid option is probably the safe bet, for sure. Oh, no. The uh, laptop's right. Did we go refreeze? Oh, no. Oh no. I'm still here. Oh, there we go. Yes, yes. I've got the camera off because I think the laptop's about to explode. Oh, right, so. right. Um, what was this saying? Stop talking That's for five question. seconds and now I've, my brain's already. 
destroyed. I was talking about like someone takes you out for lunch. Oh, right. And I was saying that's probably paying. the safe option. It's like if you're, you're buying like a Starbucks or someone and you, they haven't said the yeah. size and you haven't said a size and you're like, it's kind of the awkward thing. It's like a, going with a grande is probably your safest bet. Yeah. You know, where it's not like. Unless, unless like the person, if you say, if, if you're paying. Yeah. I like to, I like to do this with with friends if if we ever go out to Starbucks or something and and I'm like I got this one like this one's on me, um, all talls will be like all around. <laughs> yeah, they're like all right, we're gonna can we get like the mini shot yeah, glasses please instead of the full good. drinks? We don't need the full drinks. Um, like whatever the size the person gets, I'm like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna let them have a nice day today. I'll get the one and up. then like say we'll get like yeah we'll just go just. Cause it's an, it's like what extra, like two or three bucks in total for the order. Yeah. And that's like the, the smallest thing. And it's, it's a, it's a good act of service. Yes. And it's, it's got that. I like to think that it has that pay it forward mentality. 100%. What if someone says, or it's venti. like, I don't expect you to do the same for me. I don't expect you yeah. to turn around next time and do this for me, but like, but do it for somebody. What happens if they the uh, say venti, then you have to buy one of those reusable mugs. If they say venti, then fuck it. That's. That's their problem. I'm not getting it. <laughs> then you go down one. I'm not a psychopath. I'm like, yeah, we're 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 gonna get a tall actually. Just because you actually being cancel greedy. cancel their order just just for me, just, please. Just for me. I just thought of like a shot actually. You know glass what? I'm not thirsty anymore. Size Starbucks cup. Like it's the material and everything with the print on it, yeah. but it's shot glass. I'd be sick. Ooh, that's kind of cheeky. You can get a Trenti. What? Which is bigger than a Venti. Damn, is that like a secret order or something or? You gotta ask for it, and they're. I think legally they're not allowed to sell a caffeinated, like a full caffeinated beverage with it. It has to be like a frap or something like that. Jesus, because the caffeine's too much, it poses a risk to people with susceptible hearts. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah, that's a. That's what I heard. I'm not an expert. That's a tough. I was. Yeah, that's what I was leading into. One of the other pieces of feedback was like. She's like, I know this is kind of, I hope this doesn't come off as like too evil. I was like, oh, I don't know if it was evil, but it was like too strong or something, um, too blunt or something like that. She's like, I know yeah. it's a tough time with the whole pandemic and everything, but showing like everything you've done, like more stuff that you've done, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, being able to like kind of, what she was hinting at was kind of like uh um I'm trying to think of the the word but like you know change the portfolio so it I'm trying to think of the word why am I forgetting all the words but like oh cater it to the job right yeah of course everyone says that and it's like that easier said exactly because the catch twenty two it's like well fuck I got like four. <laughs> I've got barely any work to choose from, right? Which is yeah, it's on me. But it's like, how do you do that without doing that kind of thing? And it's, I think that's the issue, though, is how do you do that without doing that? Is it like maybe you can't? Well, again, it's like, well, I was thinking about this the other night. I'm like, well, if I'm really into the whole brand identity and graphic stuff, and say like, I just that's all the projects I work on on my own time, and then that's what basically fills up majority of my portfolio or pretty much all of it all that work yeah like well then like am i locking myself into that kind of job which is maybe what i want to do and i i really enjoy it but like how much do i have to do to like try and oh yeah i'm applying for this type of job let me just pick these types of projects that have in my fucking giant library of work because i'm amazing and chuck those in like it's you know you got to make the library though, right? Well, exactly. That's the thing. And then, and then you also hear some people and it's like, well, just like, you know, I've been hired for this job with this type of work and it's not even like, you know, the specific thing. And it's like, well, they saw something in it. So it's like, well, okay. Like, I don't know. It just, it just kind of like a fuck. I don't know what to do. You know, you got to do something though. That's exactly. It's just hard to, I mean, I've told you before, like do my brand identity stuff, do the, do, yeah. do the, the Watson aerospace. Thing. And that's the thing I, I, and if they're on my list, it's just recently, it's been just fucking tough to honestly, really tough to actually do something like it's 
That's and that's an internal. It, thing it is an internal thing. I'm, I'm you know, I can't blame any, anything or anyone other than myself. You know, but it, it's that thing where it's like it's such an excuse, and I hate it. But it's like, man, being at, you know, if you say being at home, no, being in the job I am, work. it's a shitty job that you need to pay bills. But it's like so fucking soul crushing. That I'm just like, man, I like I, you know, what I mean, it like sucks the creativity out of me. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. I know it's such a dumb excuse, but it's, it's just, and it's an internal thing of trying to be like, well, yeah, I've got a shit ton of things on my wall that I want to do, but it's fucking doing it. You know, it's, um, and I think only, only you can push past that. Yeah. And do it. That's, the, that's the thing or that's the tough thing. That's <laughs> the because ultimately you're not going to get any you won't get a design job without doing that extra no i i I can't even get a fucking job job (laughs) at this point it seems like i'm unqualified for fucking physical labor at this point which is hilarious So, so, so ultimately something has to change right yeah it was just you know it's just whether it's the industry or you, and odds are it's not going to be the well, industry. Well, it's not the industry. How much the, it doesn't matter how much the industry needs to change or should change, but it's not going to fucking happen. I'll do what it wants to do. But I don't know. Yeah, going back to that thing, it's just like how how do you show that? Like again, a lot of these on the crown and filter, a lot of these car guys, like you know, on their own time. They would have, you know, like the Octane guy where he's doing like CAD models and renders of crazy concept vehicles, heavily inspired by concept art. And you've got other people that are like, well, we, you know, it's usually car related, but they do random little things and they just do it so much on their Instagram that over time, like it, it's something they're passionate about and it's a free escape, a free creative escape for them. And because they're truly passionate about it other people notice that and they're like wow like he really likes doing that and that's really cool and a lot of them pretty much all of them have said they've got job offers or you know commission offers and you know all that shit from doing that so it's like well mm-hmm. do you just and maybe the, you know maybe someone's sitting there just being like yeah that's the fucking answer you're just gonna say it right for yourself but it's like do you just do that one thing and just keep I say just keep at it you know i think so to be honest i think it's a lot about priorities like what's most yeah. important is going to bed at 11 o'clock so you can not be tired in the morning important or is doing that staying up that extra hour to do that work and then over the course of of a week that's five extra hours of work that you wouldn't have done otherwise maybe you're a little tired in the morning but like at the end of the day who really cares yeah it's like a, it's a it's a it's a fleeting feeling when you're tired in the morning. You wake up and probably within thirty minutes, you're like, "Yeah, I'm I'm just as miserable as I was yesterday." So it doesn't matter. But you know that you've done that extra bit of work, right? Right. That's what I would. Yeah, do. it's it's an interesting thing. Yeah, like how do you show it, right? Like, and again, maybe saying on my website, like, "Oh, there's a tab where you know, all the graphic stuff." posters because that's what i really like doing on my own time and then they sort of looks at it like wow who the fuck cares this kid likes to use some posters and they look kind of okay right but it's better to have it than not i guess you know it's That's that's the most important thing i guess it's um oh when when was the last poster you did um last one i posted up were the car ones i think it was like May or something. Um, maybe I got some stuff. I can, I got like the, the entries for the studio Nate shit to pop up and mm-hmm. and whatever. Got to make new stuff too, right? That's the thing. I got to make new stuff too. And I think I, I think you get in a, a there's a sense of being in a perpetual state of uncreativity when, like, the more time that you go without doing something creative, the harder it is to get back into it. Yeah, hundred percent. Because the more demotivated one can get because they're not doing it. Yeah. So. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting, I guess. It's tough. Mm-hmm. 
I'll, do you have do you have any any thoughts of what to what to alter or what to tweak fuck, so that I, you can get out of the shit job? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just it's a very simple. It's a. I'm asking the question knowing the answer. Well, it's a simple fucking answer that's also extremely complex, and this is that true. is literally just it's, I do more. Mm-hmm. Right. It's simple, but it's super complex. What about it's complex? Internally, it's a complex answer. Why is it? Why is it internally? Because complex? I don't know. Just with with what I'm just where I'm at. Um, where mentally, at? I think it's it's a tough. I don't know. It's it's it, it's hard to explain. It's a tough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough thing. Just be like, yeah, I want to fucking do it. You know, which is weird because I I I I know it's stupid, and I obviously know I I don't want to be like that. But it's tough just getting out of that when people just say, oh, just get out of it, and it's like, well, easier. Said you know, than if you if you don't understand what it's like, it's not that easy. <laughs> Just a fucking David Goggins it and just be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking be hard and go crazy. It's like, mm-hmm. man, like less than 1% of people are built like that mentally. Right. So. Oh yeah. You know, it's, I think it's, it's, uh, it's important to identify steps that you can take though. Yeah. That actually reminds easy, me of uh easy, low hanging fruit. Right? I, I, man, you got me turned into like a podcast at work now. Like I past few days, I've barely been listening to music. It's just podcast stuff. And, been... I'm not gonna say that I've been right, <laughs> but you're right. But I've been, but I've been right. Well, well I go times. back and re-listen to a lot of the ones I like. Like again, the last time Jordan Peterson was on Rogan, he says something like that, where yeah, how um, a lot of clinical psychologists, um, when they're helping people that are stuck, and you're like, well, you know what you gotta do, and they're like, yeah, and they're like, but you don't want to do it because it's or you can't do it because it's monumental. So he's like, they mm-hmm. how they do is they work backwards to the point where they can find a really small, simple step that yeah. they'll actually do. And then once they do it, then probability of them doing the next step is a lot higher, right? So mm-hmm. I know it's something like that, but one one thing I've been stuck in recently is like not knowing exactly what I want to do. I still don't know what I want to do. Yeah. But I'm like, for me, I'm like, my brain goes all over the place and I give myself a headache because I'm like thinking at work. Today I was like sitting at a fucking surface, just like sanding like these little metal rods and then putting like plastic things on them. And so nothing mentally (laughs) captivating. Nothing super stimulating. So I had time to think and it's like, you know, I'm like, man, what do I want to do? Like they, all these designers and they say, well, you know, if you want to be a graphic designer, then fucking dedicate your portfolio to graphic design. If you want to do this dedicated to this, this dedicated to this. I'm like, okay. But I'm like, man, I'm scared. I I don't know what I don't do. And, Mm. you know, I, 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 I'm like 89% sure it's, more in the graphic graphic design brand identity direction at least for now for me because when i think of all these things in my head like or the sticky notes of like things i want to do a lot of them get can be grouped into graphic design and brand identity that type of stuff Mm -hmm. so i'm like well if the majority of them are like that then i i feel a natural pull to that towards that right but i'm like well but like is that like, <laughs> is that what I want to do? Like, I, I don't know. It's. I don't well, I think know. It's, it's a, again, I think it's a relatively easy answer in that you, you won't know if it really is what you want to do unless you start yeah, doing it consistently. Doing it. Right. Yeah. Until you have a graphic design portfolio and then you realize, okay, it's like, I did it. It's like the three posts versus the 3000 posts. It's like, I did it. It wasn't for me. It just took me longer to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like Bruce with 
being an automotive designer, wanted to be an automotive designer his whole life, finally gets there, finally goes to the RCA at like the age of old. I don't know how old he was when he was 30, when he late there. 30s, I think. It was like mid, mid 30s, mid to late 30s or yeah. something. And then worked there, worked at Ford, got a job in an automotive, in an OEM, doing automotive design, and worked there for six or seven months. Yeah. You know, and then kind of then realized after he got there, maybe this isn't what I want to do. You yeah. know, and he probably put fucking close to $200,000 into that school just for tuition, let alone living expenses and materials. Probably close to like three, four hundred thousand dollars at the end of the day, having to fly back Possibly, home. Yeah, he's got his kids at home to deal with as well, like paying that. Like, I'm sure he had a point where he looked at that too, and he was like, "Well, fuck, I've I've done all this work, I've spent all this time, and I don't want it. Mm. I've gotten to this point where I'm like, I've done all this stuff, but I don't want the result of it." I think it's a it's a different scale, but it's a similar application of mindset where you you ultimately you don't know until you try it, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't know if you like anal sex until you try it. Right. Interesting analogy to go just, with. Yes. Just for that analogy. Interesting. For yeah. the sake of it, yeah. because it's so perverse and it grabs people's attention. And now people are paying attention. <gasps> Yikes. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. I think I think what's what's important for me and what's Im- what I've learned is important. And this came from one of the one of the guys that I met in Australia. His name's Craig Harper and he's a big motivational speaker and got fucking huge biceps and absolutely ripper guy. Nice. And he was saying he said arguably like one of the most important traits about mindset and how you identify with who you are is what you do when no one's looking and what you do kind of like before someone asks Mm. or, and even without someone asking, it's like, what do you do when no one's looking, when the door is shut and you're in your little world at your desk in your, your five by three area of, of existence. And it's like what, what you do in that space is important and how you act Mm. And then there was another thing of how you do how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. You know? And yeah, that was like, another even if it's as simple as walking out and like getting in your car if you're a little lazy and opposed to walking down this cobblestone path you have, you cut across the grass. So if we've cut across the grass, grass, you've taken a shortcut. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And it's psych it's psychological and it feeds in and it's obviously not a direct thing, but it's the concept of it that's important. Yeah, they mentioned that episode with Rogan and uh, Peterson as well, actually. That exact thing. I think that's where I that's where I heard right. it from. I heard I've heard it and mentioned it. Yeah, they were like times. saying it's off, you know, often like you know, how you see people do one thing is often how they do everything. Yeah. Right. They were, yeah. I like that though. That's Again, that kind of reminded me of another thing, a classic Rogan line where it's like, you know, pick, imagine um, there's a film crew and mm-hmm. uh, that's filming your documentary. Right. And it's like, how, how do you want to be on camera kind of thing? Yeah. You know, it's a, I like that though. Like, what are you doing on your own time? When no one's when yeah, no what do you do watching? when no one's looking and you have no way to tell anybody and you have no ability to share that with people mm. like the work that you do like how do you show up to do that work that's important yeah you know do you show up like tired lazy and unmotivated or do you show up unmotivated but like but still willing to get into things mm-hmm. you know if you go into it with like the mindset of I have to do this because if I don't do this, I won't ever get a job. And if I don't get it, get a job in an industry, I'll end up working for like 40 years in a place that I don't enjoy and I'm going to be sad and miserable. 
it's like you're already starting off with the negative pretense in mind. Whereas if like you're showing up simply to do more than you did yesterday, I think that's important. Yeah, I like that. So what are you going to do now after this? <sighs> Make another coffee or something. And then... And after said <laughs> coffee. And we'll see. I got to finish this Carvaggio thing. There you go. That was the answer we're looking for. I need, for. I don't something. know. I need to like, I don't, I don't want any money for cocaine, but something. Because like, coffee is doing, I'm fucking ready to pass out already. I don't understand why. So I think I am dying. I think you're right. I think I am dying. Something's. I think, I think that, I think the, the mental component of it also translates into a physical component. Where it's it like, if you feel lazy and unmotivated, you're going mentally you physically will feel lazy enough. I think it has to be it because it's like it doesn't it's it's weird, man. Like I'm like fucking like I've been I'm, you know, I haven't been eating been eating better and I'm getting a good amount of sleep and I'm still fucking dead. Like I just feel super tired, so that's your, gotta be your it. physical body. Your physical body may be healthy, but it's like you got you you gotta train your brain too, right? Very true. That's a good point. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing to train. Yeah. That's so how do you do it? Good fucking question. That is that is the question. <laughs> that's the question. I've got zero idea how you do it. Yeah. It's very tough. It is tough. But we'll get through it. I think the I think the takeaway is is like making it accessible and even if it's like twenty minutes a day, you're doing something creative. I think that needs to that needs to be like the minimum. That needs to be the benchmark, regardless of how tired you feel. Right. You know, unless you're unless you're in the hospital with like a broken bone or something, or physically like vomiting your guts out. I don't think I don't I don't think being tired is like a valid excuse to say like I won't sit down for twenty minutes. Right. Unless you haven't been sleeping for the last 72 hours and you're on the point of delirium. Cause I always think about like, well, when, when Anders warming wakes up in the morning and he goes into the office and he goes and he's sitting there sketching, is he tired? The guy's probably fucking tired. I mean, the guy probably yawns. He probably s slaps the snooze button a couple times. Yeah. He also wakes up in probably a very nice apartment or house makes a, Nice coffee on it from his very nice espresso machine. Puts on his but you know nice why he gets to do that? Nice shoes and drives his fucking nice Beamer or whatever. You know why he gets to do that though? Because he didn't sleep earlier on in his life. Because he did the same thing before. Yeah. It's just where he's waking up that's different. Yeah. Sure. Turned into a big old therapy sesh, but I would watch that future video as well. It's quite helpful. Yeah, no, I want to. I like I said, I saw it pop up. And it's part of a new series as well, so I think oh, there's going to be more than more than that episode. It'd be interesting because it's like to... it's, it's like the building a brand series. Oh, okay, cool. It's interesting to see more professional designers talk about talk about this that thing where it's like, you know, moving away from a traditional portfolio and moving towards more of a website or a, some sort of newer type thing, or even mm -hmm. Instagram or whatever. So it's. Because I feel like, you know, if we think back to our profs, like if we said, like, oh, I'm just going to put on a website. They're like, no, 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 you need a real traditional portfolio and you need you to need print it out. And it needs to be binded and all this stuff or bound or whatever. And it's like, it's like, man, are we in fucking 1994 still? Like, maybe, you know, and then I think their voices in my head are like, man, are they right? Like, is this, you know, is it mm. real, real design professional going to look at like a website and be like, this guy didn't even print out and, and bind a really nice portfolio. What a joke. Yeah, but it's like no, I, don't I don't think, think so, so anymore. I think they're all like, well, actually, this is probably better and more efficient. And Let's go. Do you have a website? And then if you don't, then that's even a more contentious. Probably issue. more concerning, right? Yeah, I would think so. So, I would think so. It's nice. It's interesting hearing them talk about that that kind of idea. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I totally agree. And if uh, if you have any uh any advice and insight or motivation for zach then send that to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com hell yeah or Please. you can send a dm to us on instagram yes of positive affirmations for zach 
And Zach, where can they send those positive affirmations? Send it to the process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful. Uh, I know Zach would greatly appreciate it. I would also greatly appreciate it. I would very greatly appreciate it. So uh, let's let's show Zach some some love and send him some good vibes and big big boy energies. And uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The process.